Hello and welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. And I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Join us as we talk about things of importance to LEGO fans around the world, including new sets, set reviews, news and views. We've got a big episode coming up. We've just been hit by an, a literal avalanche of LEGO news. We're fully in... Um, the second half of the year frenzy of new sets dropping, new sets being revealed. Um, so we've got a lot to chat about in this episode. Absolutely. That sounds like it was almost an avalanche, Jay. Oh, terrible, but I love it. I'll give you I'll, I'll give you points for that one. Five points. So, Jay, there's been a few things, there's been a few bits of news in the world that I know that you're keen to talk about. And we're going to go through the entire, you know, upcoming summer 2020 or winter, if you're in Australia, release schedule um, in a later part of the show. But um, one thing that has emerged in, I guess, the last few days, so the sets have been have been loaded up on Lego.com. So you can go there, you can check out pricing, pieces, descriptions, gawk at high quality photos. But one of the interesting things that I've picked up and which I think will be the source of drama within the Lego fan community in the next few months is the deferring release schedules for the US and mm. rest of the world. So, And in fact, it's not just the US, Jay, it's the Americas. So it also includes Canada, I believe, and it also includes South America. That's right, North and South America. What's emerged is that Outside of a very small selection of teams and sets, which I believe are Speed Champions and Harry Potter, the US is going to be getting all the new second half 2021 sets in August. Whereas the rest of the world, so those of us lucky to not call the Americas home, are going to be getting all the new sets in June. So that's what do you think is gonna what do you think is gonna happen within the fan community fan community? I've 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 sta- I'm, I've started to read comments um you know as as people check out the sets and go, Oh, this is really exciting, can't wait to get it. Oh, I have to wait till August, but you know, Jimmy in the UK gets it in June. What's up with that? I think that it's gonna it's gonna bubble and it's gonna it's gonna be the next flashpoint of fan frustration but what do you think is going to happen when people cotton on to this it's been a source of fan frustration for the last few years i think one of the things that it means is that so i'm going i'm going to put on my glass half full hat um I'd, i'd like to imagine that it's going to allow a lot of the frustration that was experienced last year with no one having any stock in the u.s um because of the pandemic, I would like to imagine that it's going to mean that there's going to be a greater supply of stock on release day, that there will be a greater chance of getting orders fulfilled in a timely fashion and that they will be ready. Again, it's a it's a, it's a case of being being ready for the for the deluge, for the onslaught, for the assault on the website. It's nothing new for some of these themes to be, or not delayed, but to have a later release in the US than in the rest of the world. So certainly in the past, we've seen this 
with the licensed themes such as Harry Potter. Um, Ninjago has often been delayed in the first half of the year releases in the US and often the superheroes may be a little bit later in the US compared to the rest of the world. But certainly this is the first time that we've seen that apply as an almost blanket later release date for the majority of sets with the exception of a couple of themes. It'll be frustrating for a lot of people and they'll express their frustration and they'll be overwhelmed by how many different things there are for them to be frustrated about that they can't get and then the news cycle will turn and they'll move forward again. What we haven't seen anything about is second half Technic releases, I think, and it'll be interesting to know if they're going to arrive at their prescribed time or if they're going to be delayed as well. Yeah, I feel I feel Technic always gets released much, much later. That's, more, that's often a September, October kind of a release. Yep. The, June, the June releases are all, almost always that you can count on in previous years. City, Friends, Ninjago, Creator, Tree in One, kind of like the core, you know, core evergreen teams. But interestingly, mm. I think I think there's a there's a couple of factors that might have gone into it, and we're all just speculating here because we don't know the inner machinations of the Lego Group. But I uh, I think the and if you've been if you've been following the rule uh, the news, there's been you know supply chain issues in the US as as things you know improve and open up a lot quicker than they have expected. So everything from like lumber to building materials you know everything is you know being being quite scarce right now as america you know exits the you know the 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 worst part of the pandemic and life resumes um you know somewhat no some some sense of normalcy so i feel like yeah you're, you're definitely right i think there's an element of lego going let's take all the lessons from last year when everything was just out of stock and make sure that we have enough buffer to send out to toy stores because you compare last year to this year, Christmas is going to be absolutely big because last year, everyone, you know, like most parts of the U S that had some amount of sense would have skipped out on Christmas because mm. they were in lockdown or they didn't want to travel. So I think there's the, the demand for toys is going to be a lot bigger this year. I also think that maybe it's, Lego making a a calculation that things might improve from August onwards, except um, instead of June, because you have to you have to remember that for a lot of Lego supply chain decisions and how they forecast stock, these things happen six months. The, these things happen six months, eight months ahead of time. So, so yeah, I think it's uh it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and how lego officially responds to this because what's going to happen is that the u.s is lego's biggest market um and they're gonna you know fans in the u.s are gonna start seeing fans in the uk and australia and asia playing with all these exciting new sets and showing them off on social media and there's going to be i think quite a bit of resentment or discontent brewing once again the internet ruins the world one thing that i don't know and I just haven't heard it said in as many words. At present in healthcare, we're experiencing shortage of a product called KimGuard, which is used to wrap sterile instruments. Now, this is a polyethylene-based um, 
sort of plastic porous wrap and it is basically in short supply because of a shortage of polypropylene um, which in part has been diverted to making PPE around the world but the other thing that's caused a shortage of petrochemical derivatives in the US will have been the storms in Texas earlier in the year when we had the great Texan freeze and I, I do wonder whether or not that has had an effect on the supply of raw material for the um, Lego factory in Mexico. I don't know where they source their material from, but it just leaves me curious. Yeah. Um, Supply chains are extremely complex and complicated things. And I think, I hope, I hope, I hope Lego will be a lot more upfront just to manage expectations because it's gonna, I Mm. think it's gonna, I think it's gonna get ugly. But you're completely right. We don't know maybe a specific pigment or a specific, you know, type of plastic or, yeah, petrochemical that they use for Lego bricks could be in short supply. We don't know. Mm. We'll see how this, uh, we'll see how this plays out. But yeah, just, just putting it out there, the US is gonna get most of the new set very, very late. Yes. All right. What have you been up to in the last few weeks? Oh well, I've I've just feeling like I've paused to catch my breath after looking at the superhero sets that we discussed in the last few episodes, as well as R two D two. But probably the most satisfying build that I've done recently has been the forthcoming Bird of Paradise botanical set. Um, this is. Set number 10289, and it's the, as I said, it's the third in the botanical collection following on from the floral bouquet and the bonsai tree, which were both released in January this year. This set is quite different to both of those. It was a lot bigger in, 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 in size and piece count, but it, when I saw the photos side by side, it didn't feel like it was substantially larger. The piece count was very mis- misleading. So there are a number of things. I suppose the, the, a few things that, that impressed me with this build compared to the other, to the flower bouquet, we've got a pot and we have a very solid, substantial pot. You build it up as multiple octagonal layers internally and I did find myself almost going into a trance as I stacked these, as I went through this, these repetitive processes with subtle variations, but I just found that was just that act of holding the pot and turning it in my hands as I stacked it up, I actually found to be very relaxing and very satisfying to do. And then the sides of the pot come up and are quite solid. There is then a a slab of Technic bricks that whose holes act like florist's wire for the actual plant elements. So with the plant itself, there are some small leaves, which are, gee, you'd almost consider them to be the city-style helicopter blades used over the years, and these have been recolored in sand green and dark green. And then we've got the leaves to the Bird of Paradise plant itself as the next stage. And these are 
stacked Technic rods and connectors that are two two studs long up, and then you've got some large dark green Technic panels which are used to form seven, eight leaves rather, are in the pot. We then have three flowers that rise up on sand green stems made again of two stud long Technic axles with sand green axle connectors. And the flowers themselves are red, dark violet, bright yellowish orange and bright orange um, with some little flecks of white in there. And I was just amazed at how much these look just like the genuine flower. We actually have a bird of paradise flower currently blooming in our backyard and side by side, the colour match here was almost perfect. 300 of the parts in this set are single studs that are mixed in a ratio of two to one reddish brown to medium nougat to form the soil which you then pour in around the base of the plant once you've finished the rest of the construction. One of the things that I found really interesting about this build compared to the others is that there is very little scope for freestyling it or arranging it unlike the flower bouquet where in fact the biggest part of the challenge was to actually get the arrangement to sit tidily in a vase or the bonsai tree where you spend a lot of time fastidiously trying to align the leaves. This model almost comes together. There's a little bit of twisting and turning to arrange the leaves so you can have some variation. You can, and the same with the flowers, you can just subtly change the angle, but Again, when you compare the flowers with the source material, you realise that there is one angle which is correct. From that point of view, it's a very different build. It is so much higher than the bonsai tree. It occupies about the same amount of desk space just due to the expanse of the leaves, probably a little bit more even. If you are looking for something that looks like a pot of flowers but it's not a pot of flowers. This is certainly that set. It looks like a pot plant. It Mm. sat next to our pot plant on Mother's Day and people had to look twice to realise that it was a pot plant. Um, That's cool. Could you customise the pot? Look, you, you certainly can. The pot consists of eight panels, which are six studs by, I think, about... 12, 13 studs high, and you could certainly, these these are made predominantly using black curved slopes and also some medium nougat plates and tiles around to give it a sort of a circumferential line. There's certainly the potential to change the design of the pot here if, if you wanted to, if you've got the elements in your own collection to do so. But certainly the pot that we've been given is a very functional design. I can see that there'll be some people that'll want to go out and build their own, and that's absolutely fine. And there are a whole lot of other people that'll be happy with what they've got, and they'll just say, that's great. I'm just going to leave that at that. I really like it. It is an expensive set Mm. at what will be $170 Australian. Um, That's how much uh, people are charging or trying to flip bonsais for. So maybe not too expensive. 
Certainly, although as far as retail price is concerned, it is bonsai plus flower bouquet. The flippers for the bonsai and flower bouquet will start to lose out because what I have noticed is while they've not necessarily reappeared on lego.com, I'm seeing them in all sorts of shops now. So both our local Lego certified stores and also independent retailers have had stock of the other botanical sets on the shelves at regular retail prices. You'll be able to get hold of them. You just need to be patient, I think. Um, But lego.com will not be the place to buy them, I believe, certainly locally, that the company's priority has been to get them onto shelves where they will be seen by people who don't normally buy Lego. Interesting. As they walk through shopping centres and see them through the window. Yeah, you made a pretty good point, I think, about the lack of engagement with the set, which is very different to the flower bouquet and bonsai where, you know, the bonsai was almost a catalyst for reinvention or customization and the flower bouquet triggered different creative flower arrangement. Um, yeah, triggered triggered different ways to arrange the flower, arrange and display the flowers, whereas this one feels very, we've taken a birds of paradise and, we've translated it to Lego bricks and this is a one-to-one recreation of a houseplant, which I think is, is, is pretty interesting. It, it's, it's an interesting approach and it's basically that. It does what it says on the box. And from that point of view, I really like it aesthetically. It's really appealing. It the creative options with this are not immediately apparent and, and are far more subtle. But you can certainly rearrange the leaves as you like. There's nothing to st- stop you from making individual stems shorter and longer. And indeed, the whole flower is designed to do, the whole set is designed to, to let you do this. The pot looks elegant and cool, I think. But this is from a point of view of a bloke with a fairly stodgy sense of individual design and not really renowned for his stylish flair so you know i I, i'm the kind of guy that would buy this put it together and put it on the bench and say look i've decorated my flat that's fair enough there's there's definitely a market for guys without any style yeah and all of a sudden it appears like you've got some there you go what about yourself jay have you been building any sets in this second half of the year launch season yeah, so since we last um, since we last spoke for the Star Wars Day episode, I've been building I've been busy building brickheads as well. There's there's been a um, a flurry of brickheads launches and releases. So I've built the minions brickheads. I've got the Dalmatians brickheads, which was quite pleasant. And yesterday had a crack at the Ducktales. Um, set which is a four pack which contains Scrooge McDuck, Huey, Louie and Dewey and also a standalone Daisy Duck Brickheads so lots of Brickheads, I feel like Brickheads are going through a bit of a renaissance right now mm. they're, they're being released at a consistent pace, I think Lego are doing some pretty interesting things with Brickheads like I've really enjoyed the pets line. I think it's 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 
it's it's given the the entire team a shot in the arm like the build techniques are quite novel and quite unique to each pet mm. building you know different animals has been quite fun and i think the the dalmatians was pretty cute and mm. i think for small inexpensive sets they they do do the job pretty well personally i liked i liked the ducktails brick hits the most daisy duck was a bit was a bit boring but it's nice that donald duck has a companion now so he's less lonely and the mickey and friends collection is now complete but ducktails was interesting most of all because it's a ducktails licensed product um scrooge scrooge is great um and you know huey louie and dewey were pretty much the same build with just different colors as, mm. as the uh, as the ducklings are but it was it it opens up a lot of possibilities into a ducktails team and <clears throat> speaking from you know from some of our co- other conversations about lego mining their previous library of you know classic of vintage teams I think an adventurous team being an disguised as a DuckTales team would be perfect. They go oh. treasure hunting, they're in planes, in vehicles, they're off around the world on all sorts of fun adventures. I could see I could see Lego do it. Now, I, I'm just, just going to ask you a question here because I grew up at the wrong time in life. Um, so DuckTales was a program that I just... Totally missed because I was the wrong age at the time. Um, did the ducklings ever dress any differently, or were they always dressed the same? No, they were always color coded to tell them apart. But the um, the gist of the story is that you know Scrooge McDuck is a, a billionaire. He's got you know more money than he has. Um, he has he knows what to do, and you know over the course of his um, career he's been you know holding all sorts of or or hunting down all sorts of different artifacts and so a lot of the plot goes around their various adventures they're always seeking out different types of treasures or thwarting um you know villains like the beagle boys who are trying to steal um scrooge mcduck's wealth or you know ancient artifacts so i think i think it could you know it could be an interesting way for lego to bring back adventurers without bringing back adventurers just slap a ducktails team onto it it's going to be it's going to cost a bit more because it's it's there's obviously a license involved but the minifigures are there and i think it could be a lot of fun in fact though i would suggest that this is one of those areas where perhaps the creative process is being thrown to the fans because we've already had Scrooge, Huey, Dewey and Louie, Donald and Daisy in the between the first two series of Disney collectible minifigures and they're out there in the wild. You can just, you could almost just pull off Johnny Thunder's head and stick Huey, Dewey or Louie there and have a good chuckle in the process, just transpose the figures directly into these sets or indeed your own recreation of of these sets. Um, I'm thinking about 
the volcano or the jungle explorers that we've seen in recent years in Lego City's second half year, or indeed just about any of the any of the other, every second Ninjago themes that we've seen over the last decade as well. I think they'd they'd fit in well just by substituting some of these figures in and substituting the ninjas out. Yeah. And and yesterday um, I built the highly anticipated creator tree in one medieval castle, which we have sort of predicted on the podcast in our first episode ish. Well, what 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 we'll say when we we predicted it ish? You were right. You called it essentially. You you literally described the castle and this is this is with us not seeing it or having official confirmation you described it down to a t i got the dragon right i'm i'm quite proud of it that was impressive another 10 points to gryffindor so jay what i'd what i'd love to know is you 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 before we started recording you were you were sounding quite excited about this set and i've i've read your review and again I, I was surprised after the enthusiasm with which you described it that you only gave it four out of five, five stars. Oh, were, you, so, were you expecting a five? Look, I, I, I wasn't expecting you, a five, but but your enthusiasm and love for the set felt like it was in excess of your final grading for it. Yeah, and I think that this is where the like it's not a perfect set. So my I I try and not hand out five out of fives unless a set is absolutely flawless and perfect in every way and a five out of five normally is a sign that i think the set is going to be a an instant classic and a future classic so it's 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 a really good set i highly recommend it but i don't think it's deserving of a five out of five so that that's that's the that's the, that's a context to my score but i i really liked it so it what surprised me most is how much it drew from classic Lego castles from the way it's footprint and the design of the footprint is set up so that you can fold out a lot of classic Lego castle sets, forest man sets. The yeah. play playability was um, hinged, get it around yeah. them opening up for, you know, for role playing and to act out different scenes. So, I thought that they adapted that very well in the context of a three-in-one set. I was very impressed with how seamlessly they blended old and new as well. Mm-hmm. You get some really interesting techniques with how they introduce different textures and different architectural um, features to the exteriors of the castle. You, I like that it had a different look from every different angle, which gave it mm-hmm. a lot of character. And whether you choose to display it opened up or closed into its, you know, its its keep form, if you want to call it that way, I think it looks great on display. The I did I did want a lot more minifigures. I think for a set that size, and it's it's quite a sizable set. Having only two black falcons is is okay in terms of knights, but I would have liked a lot more, you know. 
peasants and you know people living in the castle whether it's a bandit or a forest man in disguise or just someone manning stalls i think it definitely needed there's there's a lot of space that you can't fill with minifigures included in the set um which is why in one of my photos i just took a whole bunch of black falcon minifigures that i had to just fill the castle up and it looks you know 10 times better with more life introduced into it i i saw that and i i thought that it did look it did look terrific, but I'm going to suggest that on a personal level, I'm not too concerned about there only being two black falcons included with the set because our household collection has been invested in royal knights, and so, but we didn't actually have a castle for them, so we've got got lots of lots of these um, looking for somewhere to hang out. So we'll just take the black falcon shield off off the shed. We'll let them go walking with their friends from the medieval blacksmith and they can come and visit and join the inhabitants for a pint. Um, yeah, interestingly as well, there was a what I believe to be a nod to the Lion Knights, like the the white and red banners that mm. flank the, the two towers on the front. That was quite an yep. interesting choice. So they're, they're the ones that I think of as Royal Knights, so... Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. Um, so I think, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I think the what 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 I enjoyed was that the build was very accessible. So whether you're someone new to Lego or you're buying it to play with your son or daughter who's about the age of like eight to ten, it's it's not something that will overwhelm or stress you out. And personally, after building, you know quite a number of 18 plus sets recently i kind of enjoyed the different pace and the different um approach to the the build it was simple it was not challenging but it was quite pleasant and mm. i think being a tree in one as well the fact that you can you know break it all down and create a b model or c model out of it as well which i haven't done um is just adds to the value of it and plus here in australia you often always get quite decent discounts on creator tree in one so if you can get this at 35 percent off 40 percent off it is a terrific set so very easy set to recommend but not quite i think perfect the other great thing though jay is that if you do buy three of them you've then got six nights i think i think i will like as 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 soon as it goes to 40 percent off i'm buying at least two more to just add to it because i think the way um and we saw this on i think brick sets review and some other reviews alluded to it as well is that you can build the b model and c model and combine it all into one massive castle complex so a question i'd like to ask if you were starting out looking for a child's first big lego set um so so for example they might have a couple of cars or something like that would this be a set that you would recommend as a first big set? Would it provide you with a good mixture of colours and pieces for building things that aren't a castle? Uh, not quite. There's, there's, there's still a lot of grey used in the for the exterior walls. Um, I do, I do like the you know, like 
I've read some comments about people saying it looks a bit kiddy because of all the colors, but I think it actually works well to break up the monotony of the gray so that it just doesn't look like some gray monolith. But I think out of the um, the selection of Creator Tree in one set so far, I think the set to get for that's, that, that's suitable for a wide range of interests would be the ferris wheel just because it you know it's quite cool you get to build a few things out of it and whereas the castle is quite boxed in by the virtue of it being a castle like the b model is a watchtower and the c model is a windmill so you're kind of still Mm -hmm. in that medieval knights and castles niche and it's quite hard to, to 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 get out of it as well um but yeah, I think the Ferris wheel is a bit more versatile and you, you'll get a lot more value and it's it's probably a lot more gender neutral as well because I think yep. the, the fact that they're knights, um, Lego definitely have the, I guess, the eight-year-old boy target demographic that they constantly talk about with this set. But my daughter enjoyed playing with it. She had a, she had a blast. Um, I think she merged some of the the friends' apartment set with the castle. I saw her playing and placing, you know, Joey, Monica, and Ross in the castle. So, fantastic! I could be wrong, but yeah, I think great for castle fans. If if you're a if you're a skeptical vintage classic castle hardcore fan, it will surprise you how much it calls back to the castles that you know and love. Obviously, it's not an 18 plus set. I would still love for Lego to go, screw it, we're going to release a 5,000 piece King's Castle. So so, so this, this isn't a King's Castle. This is more like a keep. So I think that there's still an opportunity for Lego to re- release like a full-blown King's Castle with cavalry, um and, and 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 just go for like the pirates of barracuda bay treatment which i think they they, they will based on how well this sells mm. and certainly there are a, i think there are one or two castles that would meet that sort of description currently up for review on ideas although we do need to accept the fact that with an idea submission you are limited to three thousand pieces in what goes in and when you've got five or six castles up for review, someone's going to be disappointed if you decide to just make one of them so much crazy wow. Can I tell you what I loved about this castle that I think the classic castle lovers will think is awesome? Yeah. It's yellow. Ah, yes. Yep. It's yellow. It's just like 375. I I thought the yellow and brown was a call, was a call, I was we'll say it was a reference to the tournament night from series twenty with his very distinct yellow and brown um colours. But yeah. I viewed it as Waddle and Door, but more as a also as a callback to the original castle from nineteen seventy eight, which was, yep. as people will remember, bright yellow. That's I think, yeah, that's I can I can definitely see it from that perspective. We also had a forestman reference, which is which is a big plus. So you had your target, um, your bullseye. Um, I I would have liked, and I think it would have been a cruel joke if they had included a brick built goat. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Although there may be some other livestock 
coming to Lego form coming up very soon, but we'll talk about this shortly. So, Jay, as you mentioned earlier, and we've been seeing there has been this positive deluge of sets as we approach the second half of the year, a summer release palooza, as it were. It's insane. It's it's literally Christmas come early for um, if you're into Lego, because this is this is the second half of the year where Lego generally keep their strongest and most exciting releases because all the sets are released coming up to Christmas, which is, you know, make a break for the toy industry. And we've got a lot to discuss. So what we'll do, we, we, we won't be touching every single set from every single team or else we'll be here till the next morning, but we'll, we'll, we'll go rapid fire. So we'll pick a team and we'll discuss and pick say two sets a piece of what stood up for us or what sets we're most looking forward to from each team. And we're going to be covering the Marvel Infinity Saga sets, Mickey and Friends, Speed Champions, City, Friends, Creator Train 1, Ninjago Seabound, and Video Wave 2. Have I missed anything? Probably, in which case we will um, cover them as well. All right. But before we get to the teams, there is one set that by the time you're hearing this would have been officially announced, the Daily Bugle set. Oh, my God. The Daily Daily Bugle. This is 76178. It is a black-boxed 18-plus set. It has seven thousand, sorry, three thousand seven hundred and seventy-two pieces, and it has got a truckload of minifigures. Jay, how many minifigures does it have in it? I can't even count. It has every Spider-Man character or New York or New York-based superhero character included. Asterisks because there, there's there's some that are missing, but it is. It is a smorgasbord of Lego Spider-Man in a set. And I'm like, I first saw the photos a few days ago and I could not believe how incredible this set looks. I'm, I'm usually a DC guy, but this is going to make so many Marvel fans happy. I've just done a quick count on the top of the box and there are 24 minifigures. That is insane. That you want to is... read? You want to read out all the minifigures? Okay, we have Sandman, Green Goblin, Black Cat, Carnage, Spider Ham, Amber Grant, Venom, Firestar, Bernie the Cab Driver, Doctor Octopus, Ghost Spider, who some will also know as Spider Gwen, Ron Barney, Blade, Miles Morales. Robbie Robertson, Mysterio, Gwen Stacy, Ben Urich, Daredevil, Aunt May, J. Jonah Jameson, Betty Brandt, Peter Parker, and the one that really surprised me, The Punisher. I, I can't believe that we're getting The Punisher, Daredevil, and Blade in one set. 
I'm perhaps going to go out on a limb and it's not going to be out on a limb. It's just going to be a statement. This is because we're only going to get Daredevil, Blade and Punisher in one set. And yes. this is it. <laughs> but but what a what an incredible set. I think the ambition and scale of this is out of this world. This is this is something that you'd expect to see as a fan-made display model at a Lego fan convention and we've seen so many daily bugles and this 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 seems like a scaled down packed in a box version of what you see what you tend to see displayed at Lego fan conventions in the same way that the Colosseum was a a big ambitious build that they you know shrunk down to pack it in a box they've 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 done the same here i'm i'm blown away so if you've for those that haven't seen it this model at this point in time the model itself is over 80 centimeters tall the building extends over one not one not two not three but four floors internally which open up at the back um, to allow access to the roof sorry opens up at the front you can pull the windows off to um, see what's going on in there then you've got a roof you've got a fire escape you've got a pavement or a sidewalk or a footpath depending on where in the world you live you've got a newsstand you've got a bright yellow new york taxi um, which is the second bright yellow new york taxi which has been produced by lego this year fun fact um once again you have, a, you, have, you, have a, you have a spider car going up the side of a building. There is a lot going on with this set. I Well, look, it makes as much sense having a spider car there as there being a spider buggy of any sort even existing in the first place. So I actually am I'm not going to begrudge the existence of this particular vehicle climbing up the side of the Daily Bugle. We've also got tile-fonted writing doing its best to look a little bit deco in style i fear we've got some jolly big stickers although it could be a big printed tile of um j jonah jameson and others sort of on the big tv screens outside the building and And there are techniques here that i've never seen before yes they've done a pretty good job of the you know getting the exterior to look like uh like a new york skyscraper um it has pretty detailed interiors obviously if you want to check out photos because us describing it doesn't do the set justice at all check out the um the link to our blogs in the show notes but the interiors are fairly detailed as well they, they are indeed, including your favourite spider meme, I'm sure. Oh, my God. That, that was I, – I just lost it when I, when I, when I saw that. I think that, that, is the, that, is the, that is the level of like – those are the little one percenters that make this set such an outstanding set. And Now, I'm an old person who doesn't understand meme culture, and I only knew that it was a meme because my son brought it into me. Jay, quickly – can you just explain what it is that just made you get terribly excited when you saw saw that picture there? Oh, it's just um, Spider-Man sitting at a desk with a portrait of Spider-Man behind oh. him. And it's usually accompanied by a, I don't know what I'm doing or, you know, kind of deadpan kind of meme. 
but it is perfect. I I can't believe that they snuck it in, and I love it. I I I just love it. That is just perfect. Absolutely. Now that said, it's up to you to put um to put Spider Man behind the desk. But normally we have do have Peter Parker behind the desk in the um, publicity shots. My favourite moment for this set. There are a couple of things that just blew my mind when I saw this. Um, the front of the building's facade is entirely windowed and one floor we have the Green Goblin essentially bursting out through the window and we have windows, we have bricks, we have rails all out on different angles on ball joints. So you've got this chaos being inflicted upon the building in real time um, and it just adds a real burst of life to this model. Yep, you've got Firestar, you know, shooting up the sides of the building vertically as well with trails of fire from her legs. It is bonkers. This set is bonkers. And if you're a classic rail fan, it comes with what appears to be 48 straight single rails. I don't understand train people and train parts, but... That sounds great. It will provide an opportunity for people who have an investment in old rail systems from the 1970s, um, sort of the 4.5-volt trains that will allow them to basically get new straight rails that aren't tied together the way that the current rails are. But the grey will be wrong, so some of the people, some of the time. Yep. I, we have a lot of other sets to cover and we could gush about this set for ages, but I, I think this is a very strong contender for set of the year. Wow. Well, that's certainly strong words coming from you, Jay, because I, I know um, how you are always very thoughtful about how you hand out these, these honours. Um, for anyone who was uncertain, though, I've got a price list here. The Daily Bugle will sell for $499.99 Australian, $399.99, $400 Canadian, $300 US, £275 or €300 Euros with one cent in change. I actually think that that's pretty good value in itself, considering you get 25 spider-man minifigures which include daredevil the punisher and blade which i would have paid an exorbitant amount for absolutely um i'm just amazed that they exist um the only i'm not going to call them notable exceptions but but the exceptions i suppose to the new york marvel universe that haven't been well represented previously would be Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, as well as Iron Fist. But I, I really don't, given that they look like pretty generic people after a fashion, I'm not going to be too fussed about that. Yeah. And I think like in terms of, um, I think in terms of villains, I feel like, not having um, Kingpin in this set. It's got your classic, you know, Spider-Man villains, but I think 
maybe the saving kingpin and the rest of the defenders for another equally as impressive set. We don't know. But all um, I'm going to say it's... Winnie the Pooh has some serious competition this year. Whoa, that is strong words. Um, and certainly, had you known this set was coming out later in the year, you may not have spent money on the other first wave of Spider-Man sets where we did get Spider-Gwen, um, Dr. Octopus, um, Venom, Carnage, the and, and Sandman. These have all appeared in other sets this year, and I'm not sure that these figures are dramatically different, but I haven't gone over them with the fine-toothed razor comb just yet. All right, but you reckon a serious contender for set of the year, Jay? That is certainly a strong recommendation. Um, Based on what we've seen so far. Based on what we've seen so far. We don't have our hands on it. I don't have my hands on it. Do you have your hands on it? No. That said, this set set goes on sale to LEGO VIPs 26th of May or 1st of June to those both of those people that currently aren't Lego VIPs. Um, it's my it's my birthday, so I might just go and treat myself, to be honest. Close to my birthday, at least. Yes. All right, Jay. So we're going to go rapid fire, allegedly. Let's see if we can avoid gushing like we did on the Daily Bugle over everything else. So why don't we start having a quick look at the Marvel superheroes. We've seen sets related to the... Infinity Saga unveiled in the last week or so. What's appealing to you? All right, rapid fire. My top two picks from Infinity Saga would be the Gauntlet, purely because it's it's just littered with drum lacquered gold elements, and it also looks pretty cool. Um, quick side note: I think this just points to a C three PO helmet coming. It's it's almost in, in, inevitable. I think you can use most of the elements there to create one if you could. Um, but I digress. And the the next one for me is the largest set. So 76192 Avengers Endgame Final Battle. Purely because of the bold Thanos big fig, which just looks hilarious. It certainly does. Um, we also have Scarlet Witch in a, as a new figure here, and we've got Captain America, nano figure of Ant Man, Thor, Black Panther, and a Shatori warrior. But did you see the van? We've also got the van from the quant that um, sent Ant Man and the Wasp, brought them back from the quantum realm as well in as part of this set, and I think that's pretty cool. Oh wait, sorry, I take that back. The Benatar, the the Guardian ship, that would be my pick. Sorry, I, I'll, I'll kick the final battle out, and I've got the Benatar as my pick, just because I, I I like the Guardian ships. I collect all of them, and I will have to get this one as well. And this looks like it's the biggest version of the Benatar, doesn't it? Yep, it's and got a cool stand as well. So big plus. It's got a cool stand that looks like it's designed to allow you to turn the ship around. It looks like it's significantly wider than the original version. Figure-wise, who have we got in it? We've got um, we've got Thor looking scraggly and unkempt. 
is that Star-Lord? That looks like Star-Lord. We've got Rocket. We've got normal minifigure-sized Groot. And you know that awkward moment where you can't remember the name of the emotionally sensitive... Mantis. Mantis. Yep. And, and they've also included Drax as well. Have they? I thought that was... There's no Drax. He's just standing very still so that he's invisible. Lol. That's <laughs> There's no Drax figure in that set. <laughs> that was a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 joke. Ah. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yes, it was. The penny drops. The penny drops. Several points for you. My picks for this theme, um, look, tossing up between the final battle and the Guardian's ship, but I'm also just going to say I think it's great that looking at the whole saga, we now have some sets reaching back to earlier in the saga um, with Iron Munger Mayhem 76190, which is relating to the very first of the films in the Infinity Saga, being Iron Man, which was now released well over 10 years ago. All right. Okay, so we've done Marvel. Should we move to somewhere else in the greater Disney universe, Jay? Mickey and Friends. We've had five sets announced. What are your picks? My picks would be the Space Rocket. I think Mickey and Minnie look adorable in their astronaut suits and you get a cool little alien as well. They so do. I like the, the nod to classic space as well with your your classic minesweeper accessory, which is which which I really appreciate it. All that's yes. missing all that's missing is them carrying a um a TV recorder camera. TV camera. So I'm looking at that minesweeper element and that's new. That is new. It doesn't have yep. a stud okay. on top of the on top of the plate. Yep. But that is new. it doesn't change the cuteness of it all. Absolutely. Nope. And it's four plus, which means there won't be any stickers. Zero stickers. Fantastic. And also the price is very accessible for all these sets, which I'm super excited about. And the next one for me is the Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck Farm. Again, I think they both look super cute in their little farmer overalls. But it's the introduction of the sheep that... That's a, that's a winner for me. Like having a Lego sheep is almost as good as getting a goat. Well, it's not going to have the same problems that the goat mold did in the long term, so it may well be that the sheep is able to survive longer. It's a black and white sheep. It's got black legs. It looks like it's um, about two studs long. It's got black legs. It's got a black head, and it's a little bit ruffled around the um, around the base of the belly and and the front edges of the sheep's body, um, but the sides themselves are quite square and flush, so you'll probably be able to just use it as a filler brick with an offset stud if you really want to. What other animals are there in that set, Jay? Oh, you get the horse from the medieval blacksmith, uh, which is cool. Uh, there's a rabbit and a chicken. A chicken. It would and a have been, duck and a mouse as well. I was going to say, it would have been really weird if there was another duck in there. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a good-looking, strong set. I'm, I have memories of, I'm, you know, I'm sure I saw some comic or cartoon like that back in the day. The one that 
is appealing for me. I love the spaceship, but the other one that I'd go for would be Mickey and Friends Fire Truck and Station, and that's because two reasons, Goofy and Pluto. Finally, you can buy them in a set that doesn't cost $500 and is a Lego Store exclusive. Um, I'm just so relieved because I almost pulled the trigger and bought a Goofy off Bricklink because I was... I was unwilling to buy the Disney train station just to get yep. Goofy. And this year I almost spent, I think, $60 on Goofy. And I've literally dodged a very expensive bullet there. Well, it all depends on your completionism, Jay, because this is a different Goofy. This is Goofy wearing an apron, manning a hot dog stand. I am not rich enough to be a completionist, so I'm happy. Very happy guy. What species is Goofy? I've never understood. He's his own species of mutant dog. He's a mutant dog. Okay, so I do find it weird and ironic that he has got got his um, barbecue stand on fire. He is serving hot dogs. It's on fire. He is, in fact, on the verge of becoming a hot dog himself. And Pluto, in the meantime, is running away and is being a cool cat, which is a strange thing for a dog to be doing. It's a very multifaceted, very layered set. There's It is indeed. A couple of other sets in the line. We're not going to talk about them. Propeller plane, ice cream shop, that's all. All right, Jay, speed champions. Um, we had been worried that we weren't going to be getting any speed champions sets this year. And it now turns out that we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine cars in six sets becoming available. Um, which ones are you looking at? So I'm not a massive Speed Champions fan. I kind of have a very casual interest in performance cars or fast cars or sports cars. But for me, two picks for me would be the coin seg because yes. it, it's the very first one and I like what coin seg does as a company and they make really cool, very limited run hypercars. So that's yep. a big plus for me. And I'm not a big American car guy, so couldn't care less about the Chevrolet and the Fords and the Dodgers. So my second pick would be the Toyota Supra because I want to see more Japanese performance JDM cars come out through Speed Champions. We had the Toyota, um, we had the GTR previously, which was the first Japanese model, and now mm-hmm. we have Toyota. So I'm hoping that we get a RX seven or an RX eight down the down the line. That would be truly cool. Um, and the other interesting thing is we've got these low-profile tyres on these cars. Well, look, the one, again, I'm not one for the American cars. I was looking at the McLaren Elva, and, look, the reason I was looking at that is because it um, is matched by a five-stud-wide polybag of the same car that came out earlier in the year, and we now have a eight-stud-wide um, version of the same. Everyone needs to go out and buy the Toyota Supra so that Lego can 
go back to Toyota and say, we need to produce a black and white Toyota AE86, which is the car from the popular Japanese manga Initial D, which is used as a tofu delivery car. So anyone who's into anime or manga will instantly recognize the AE86. And I really hope that we see that as a Speed Champion set. That sounds like that'd be pretty cool, Jay. Moving right along. Lego Friends, Jay, we have got way too many sets in this wave. It looks like we've got about 14 sets announced. We've got some based in the forest, some in the town. We've got a magical fun fair, and then some based near a beach. What are your call? What's your call here? This is very tough. Like you said, a very big selection. For me, the novelty of the magical fun fair is 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 going to be my pick. So I'm going to probably go with four one six eight five magical fun fair roller coaster. I just love how fantastical and I just love the art direction and just the creativity, the colors and just how unique it looks like a fun fair. It looks, it looks nothing like any of the fairground mixer type fun fair builds that we've seen in the past. This is not friends first foray into fun fairs and roller coasters, but this one is, this one's definitely a standout for me. Um, the next one for me would be, Oh, this is a tough one. I think the Forest Horse Riding Center is quite unique. Um, Friends has a pretty storied history with horses and 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 stables, but I think this, the introduction of the new horses and the fact that we also have a sight impaired um, mini doll in the set, as well as a you know a tiny human, a tiny kid friend like child mini child, doll child mini doll um and indeed a tiny pony and a labrador puppy yeah it's got everything you want from a from a from a friend set so i'm looking forward to those two sets what about you what about me um it's been a long time since we've had the any sort of high school and i don't know that we've actually had a high school since the reboot of friends in 2018 when we all the characters had a redesign. So I quite like the Heart Lake City School, which looks like it's been significantly reduced in size compared to previous versions, but we've got lots of dark orange masonry bricks and panels, and I really love the fluted columns that they've got on either side of the front door. It looks like it's essentially an eight-stud deep facade, so you'll be able to do a little bit of dollhouse play inside. There is a desk in the playground, a red bicycle, and we've got Olivia. We have some characters that I don't know because I've not been paying quite enough attention for a while, but that's okay. So that would be one of my picks. And my other pick, I'm going to go for 41693, the Surfer Beachfront Um so the surfer beachfront features, you know, this this one just cries out Paradisa and, hey, is it 30 years already since Paradisa came to the foray in 1991 or was it 92? Um, this has got four mini dolls. We've got Mia and Andrea and we've also got 
a small child, a French pug, and we've also got, I'm going to describe her as an aging hippie lady in a purple skirt, sandals, and with very long grey hair, which is not a hair element that I've seen before, certainly not in this colour. We've got an ice cream uh, we've got an ice cream place. We've got a small beach with a banana lounge and a drink with an umbrella in. Oh, no, it's just a straw, an ice cream bar. Look at look at that melted mint piece on the ice cream. That's a new element for sure. I've never seen that before. What is going on there? Oh, yes, yes. Um, No, that was in the bakery sets, the, the, uh-huh. the, the bakery set, which I think was first wave this year. <clears throat> Um, but but yes, it was used as icing around the edge of the cake, and now it's appeared as appearing as melting ice cream on the cone on the signage. Referring, and then we've got the great vehicle, which is um, it's really it's sort of a bit of a pickup, a bit of a convertible, a bit of a don't quite know what I am. It's a hippie mobile. It is a hippie mobile. Um, it's got a surfboard. It's got a guitar. It's got a brick separator in the back. Wait, no, the brick separator's not in the back. It's just a separate thing. Looks it like it's going to sit. It is very groovy. It is very groovy. It is very groovy. It's got hibiscus on the side. It's got a heart tile in the place of the vehicle badge at the front. This set just screams Paradisa. It screams Lego Town. This just is a no, not gonna say anything more because we're trying to get through these quickly. Alright, let's move on to our next theme. Well, we've seen a partial outline of the second half year City Sets J, and last year we had Deep Sea Divers, the year before that we had Mission to Mars, and this year we've got Wildlife Rescue. And the great thing about Wildlife Rescue is that you need to have Wildlife to Rescue, which must mean new Lego animals. So far we've seen at least four sets in this wave. Uh, Which ones are grabbing you? Uh, I think anyone with the elephant, just because it's it's been one of the most anticipated large mammals. So I'm going to say like the the biggest set out of the wave 60307 wildlife rescue camp which comes with an elephant, a an eagle, a a family of lions with what looks like an albino male lion and a baby white lion. Now if you grew up when I did and you had Kimber the white lion as yep. being your regular Sunday morning cartoons because that's when you watched cartoons back in the late 60s and the early 70s and found yourself asking who lives down in deepest, darkest Africa. Um, Then Kimber the White Lion would be his name. But what other animals do we have in this set? We've got the lion, we've got the lioness, we've got two cubs, we've got monkeys, we've got an eagle. Personally, I refuse to accept any Lego monkey that's not a classic four-armed, four-legged Lego monkey. Four-limbed. Yeah, four uh, I can understand that. It certainly doesn't reach me um, in the way that I would have liked, but there's something with this set that 
I've just noticed that has me excited, Jay, and that is the use of the new 16 by 16 road tile. Well, in fact, no, it's an 8 by 16 road tile, but it's in what looks like dark azure being used as a river. I don't think you can call them road tiles anymore. They're being clearly used for terrain and... Terrain and water. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's also used for terrain in one of the other sets in this wave in um, 603.02. And I'm going to say that this is the one that I really like, Jay, because while it's got, let's call them fake monkeys, but it's got lots of bananas. It looks like it's got at least five bananas. It's got at least two monkeys. It's got a helicopter. It's got a vehicle on treads. It's got some big rocks. It's got lots of greenery. It's got an elephant and it's got a baby elephant and a crocodile and a hatching crocodile egg. That is a great, (coughs) excuse me. That's a great selection. I, I really like the color scheme of the vehicles, like the tan and red, which we've never seen used in city sets before. Very no, cool, very safari-like. I don't think we've seen this color set since Dino War 2010, which was released in 2006. Oh, that's where I've seen them from. Good pickup. 10 points to Gryffindor again. A quick footnote. This theme was technically referred to as Dino 2010, or Dino Attack, depending on where in the world you lived, and was released in 2005. I'm just 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 feeling this this helicopter though um, is not quite so nostalgic as as the one that that um, we have taking on the Tyrannodon and the Tyrannosaurus in um, in that range. But uh, I really like the look of the baby elephant. Um, I think it's really funny the way these have got they've just got flat sides. That's a bit weird. Um, but we've got an elephant, so I, I don't think any of us can complain, I think. Yeah. Um, All we, we need can... now are gorillas, and we're good for, like, the large mammals. Maybe a rhinoceros, right, right, a rhinoceros and hippo next, hopefully. Hopefully I, we get a second wave. I'd rather see them before the gorilla because, you know, worst comes to the worst, we can use Gorilla Suit Guy from the collectible minifigures still. Oh, Gorilla Grod. Or gorilla, well, Gorilla Grod's a little outsized for this purpose, but we do need something that's just a little bit bigger than a regular minifigure. Um, so for me, it's 60302. Okay, terrific. And next, shall we go to Ninjago? This season, it is seabound, and we've got a variety of vehicles that are designed to sail and cruise underwater, including... Jay's Ninja Subspeeder, which looks just like a racing car with propellers on the side. So if the previous season looked like the classic Pirates Islanders, what does this season look like? It looks like Atlantis. It looks like it does, doesn't it? Yeah, they've clearly went for Atlantis. I was impressed that Lego showed enough restraint to not sneak in an Aquazone reference here because that was another thing that I thought of when I when when I first saw the set and I was like, could have gone with Aquazone colors, yellow and blue. Well, so on Jay's Ninja Subspeeder, they did go with yellowish orange and 
blue rather than Jay's normally his vehicles are normally just bright blue and here they've gone sort of the bright yellowish orange and blue and yeah. also dark blue as well. So I think I think there's a little bit of a nod to Aquazone there. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just a little one. Yeah. I think I think for me Temple of the Endless Sea with that giant, you know, dragon or serpent or eel emerging out that looks really cool um the minifigures are you know sensational you know on par for 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 ninjago and also spot the um the patterned or decorated um manta rays as well that is very interesting that is very interesting absolutely um and and they've also brought back the energy or nrg um, minifigures in Seabound as well. So, so, so Nia is, you know, is looking pretty epic. So seven one seven five five, and out of the wave as well. So not just Seabound, but there's also two more legacy sets with the final two golden minifigures. So we get the golden Zane and golden Nia. But yeah, the out, out, out of the legacy sets, I think Kai's fire dragon or the fire dragon attack looks pretty cool if you look at the element they've I gone just... for a fully molded dragon head which is interesting and it's it's it feels more like one of the elves dragons or smaug rather than um one a of classic the Ninjago dragon rather than a classic Ninjago dragon or indeed a brick-built dragon like we had with um, Lloyd's NRG dragon. And yeah, so that's my, that, that's my pick, the Temple of the Endless Sea and Kai's Fire Dragon. See, I love, oddly enough, I love the um, Hydro Bounty, which for me just feels too much like, um, feels a bit, it feels a bit like it's giving me Nautilus vibes. Yep, from League from 20,000 20, leagues, 20, under, leagues. There leagues you go. under the sea. Um, you've got two small subs. You've got what looks like a manta ray pulled chariot. Um, you've got four ninjas, five ninjas, six ninjas in diving suits. You've got something that looks like Sensei Wu. Dressed as a television, what? Because he's underwater. He's, he's he's got a he's got a he's got to stay on land. He can't go into the sea. I don't know why, but yeah, he's underwater. That set looks pretty epic to me, and I think I can see inspiration for this too. That might lead you towards other other epic submarine type builds. All right, cool. next is creator three in one richard why don't you go first okay so creator three in one there's a few beautiful models in this we've already discussed the medieval castle i'm also going to say medieval castle but i'm going to call it a foundation theme one of the first themes space castle town we've also got the space shuttle adventure which can be turned into a lunar lander or a large rocket we've got a female astronaut and she is rocking the classic space torso that has been floating around for the last year or two 
Um, we've seen it in two other sets previously. And this set has got the longitudinal red and blue lines that are present in the space mining mech, but also in the um, the Mars or the Rover Explorer that came out in the second half of last year. So I believe that this is what's going to pass as a classic space theme these days, um, scattering these these models throughout Creator 3-in-1, which also embraces the tradition of the alternate builds on the back of the box that we had back in the day. What about you? Um, medieval Castle, that's, that's for sure, which we've covered um, in length. The second one for me, I would have gone with the space shuttle, but since you've already mentioned that, I would go with the aquarium because I think it's quite cool. It's a, it's almost a Finding Nemo set without a Finding Nemo license. So, well, they, let's see. We've got a clownfish. We've got an angelfish. We've got. Um, I was about to say a dory, but yeah, there's a dory, and there's this weird submarine as well and a Siamese what's the Siamese fighting fish doing in there he's going to eat them all I don't know but yeah but I like it's it. a it's, really cool it's looking one of the smaller set. sets so very accessible and yeah looking forward to putting that together it looks great that does look great all right do we need to do video do we need to do video yeah all right let's just let's just video's got some I'm going to say video once again are going to have um a pretty cute range of bonkers minifigures that this time are all looking like they've got this pearl opalescent treatment, mm. um, which is strange and offends my aesthetic a little bit. And we're now seeing that Fabuland have evolved from um, through Chima and they're now into this post-apocalyptic, post-post-apocalyptic urban dance setting. So we now have... What almost looks like a jelly bear, and I've never heard of a jelly bear before. Um, yep. The figures are outrageous; they're colourful, they're crazy, and they're all got their own genres. But we've also got some new stages, so finally, there's some building to do, Jay, with with video sets. And I think this was a big criticism of the first wave. Um, but we've got different, we've got some different stages to build. What's appealing to you? Oh, I think out of all that we've seen so far, the punk pirate ship is really standing out to me. I think it's got a really strong trio of mini figures. And out of all, I'm not going to use Bandmate Series 2 because I think that that's cheating. But the K43113 K-pop concert has a very cool... Um, David Bowie-inspired unicorn. Yes. Yes, it does. To say nothing about further Fabuland-inspired cat and rabbit figures in that set. Yeah, those translucent, transparent angel wings, next level. That's a really cool accessory. Yep, they're going to go like a frog in a sock. Um, all right, so for me, I really like the Pirate Punk ship. I also quite like the boombox, even though it is just sort of a boombox that unfolds and becomes a stage. Am I just enamoured with the novelty of the 1x5 plate, which has been finally introduced? I'm not sure. Um, we also have minifigures from all of the 
or not all of them, but certainly many of the genres of music featured in video. We've got another alien DJ kind of character this time in bright opalescent green rather than opalescent blue. We've got another crazy cat. We've got a fairy girl and we've got what can only be described as a young man with anger management issues. Oh, sorry, no, he looks like he's just into heavy metal. Um the boombox looks pretty cool as it folds out, and the I'll other just one... pick it up when it's when it's fifty percent off and they're clearing it because the app is still garbage. Yeah, the the app. I'm I'm hoping that they're going to make the app work better with this next wave. Um, there is no doubt that the sets are awesome. The figures are bonkers. The tiles are eminently collectible, and unfortunately. It's really ambitious. The, the The video app is a really ambitious product and it is difficult to feel like you're having a smooth, seamless consumer experience with it. Well, there we go, Jay. Um, we've covered all of those themes. So what have we covered? We've covered the um, city. We've covered Creator 3-in-1. We've covered the... Marvel superheroes, we've covered um, Ninjago, Speed Champions. If you could buy just, if you're only allowed to get two new sets this year or this half year, which ones would be your absolute preferences? Imagine you don't have any already at home. Wow, that is that is tough. The Medieval Castle, 100%. Yep. That's, that, that's a lock-in. Um, and I would say one of the large city sets because I, I love collecting Lego animals. So just being able to get the new monkeys, lions and elephants. So I'd be pretty happy with those two. And I think they'd be quite complimentary as well. No, I, I quite agree. Look, I think Creator 3-in-1 is just second half last year, it went up next level and it's just getting better and better. It's embracing legoness for me look i'm i'm going to i'd certainly the medieval castle would be one of them and i think i would probably look at the mickey and Minnie space shot because it's got that rocket ship that i can put all of my mega figures in and fly them around the house um, and mickey and Minnie in spacesuits look really really cute and i can put the rest of my spacemen in there in that's my excuse and I'm going to stick to it. Cool. All right, let's wrap this up. Thank you very much. You have been listening to the extra pieces and insight into the world of Lego fans. I'm Richard. And Jay's got a very, what have you got there, Jay? Just shake it a little louder. Those look like the extra pieces from the Creator 3-in-1 castle that you're hearing there in the background. Thanks for listening. If you have a thought or an idea or an opinion or want to write to us, you can find us on Instagram at extra pieces pod. Search for us on Facebook and we're on Twitter 
at extrapiecespod as well. If you'd like to drop us an old school email or an audio message, you can send an email to extrapiecespod at gmail.com. And we'd love it if you could drop us a review. If you've enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed previous episodes, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a podcast providing conversations and perspectives from Lego fans. Your presenters are Richard Jones from The Rambling Brick and Jay Ong from Jay's Brick Blog. Some sets discussed in this podcast were provided by the AFOL engagement team from the Lego Group for review purposes. All opinions are our own, however. Join us next time when we shall have returned from a virtual trip to the Billund to attend the Lego Fan Media Days. Perhaps we'll have some news, perhaps it will all be under embargo. We'll find out soon. Until then, 